We've heard from the players and the coaches. And now it's time to hear from you. This is Jazz Playoff Overtime with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, we haven't had to do one of these for a while. That being a Jazz Playoff Overtime show about a loss as the Jazz had their six-game playoff winning streak snapped tonight in Los Angeles. They fall 132-106 to to the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Some of that was really, I think this final score was more like 118-91, to but what are we, we're splitting hairs here. It was a lot to a little for the L.A. Clippers as the Jazz fall, and the series stays in L.A. for Monday night's Game 4 at Utah Up. Two games to one. I'm Austin Horton. Johnny Lightfoot off being a rock star as he is on the weekends. And so Amanda Smith will be joining me as she finishes her uh, her work as the jazz broadcast assistant in the other room. Alex Lundberg producing for us tonight. 855-340-ZONE. You call in. While you call in, we'll play how this one went down and uh, we'll get to your reaction next. Started okay for the Utah Jazz on Saturday night. Ingles, three ball right side, good. Donovan comes off a pick, guarded by Batum. Chester Joe, he's open again. He fires and hits again. But the Clippers didn't take long to get going themselves. Jackson holding with a left hand dribble. Now goes through the legs, razzle dazzle, but nowhere to go with it. Four on the shot clock. Skip pass to Morris in the corner. Top to Paul George, driving the lane and dunks it. Skip pass is awfully dangerous. 10-5 and an offensive foul on Rudy Gobert on a pick as Morris goes down. Paul George crossing over on Royce O'Neal, gets to the free throw line, fades back and hits, and we're tied at 10. Here's Kawhi turning the corner, driving into favors, going around the baseline, going up and scoring on the reverse side. 12-10 lead, Jazz led it 8-0. Now the Clippers have run off a 12-2 run. And to finish the first quarter, it was more of the Clippers show. Paul George to the front court with his blue shoes and the black and white uniform. Crossing over, feeling a rhythm, step back three, got it, oh, he's going. Paul George has busted out, he's got 17. Kawhi Leonard left side. Swings it up to Paul George for a three on the right side is good. Paul George is completely comfortable tonight and rolling. And he has 20. Donovan Mitchell went scoreless in the first quarter, the first time he's done that in a long time, not only in a regular season game, but especially in the playoffs. He did get going, though, in the second. Ingles, underhand scoop to Bogdanovich. They're switching on the outside. Then Donovan gets in. They don't switch. They double. They retreat out of it. Donovan ball fakes, puts up a three and hits. Donovan, when he's getting a look, can't miss right now. Donovan just rises and fires, and he hits before the double team can clamp down on him. Donovan's got 16 points in the quarter. He has scored the Jazz last 16. But the Jazz defense failed them near the end of the first half. Jackson to the front court, driving to the lane, sees a right-hander, floats it up and in. Wow. Passivity from the Jazz defense right there to close out the half. Not great. It was 64-49 Los Angeles heading into the third quarter. And really, this is going to be a short recap because there was only two big moments, honestly, to tell you the second half story. Uh, Donovan Mitchell did get hurt in this one. 
More on that in a minute, but here's what it sounded like. Clarkson, left wing to O'Neal, reads the laces, gives it back to Clarkson for a deep three and misses. Favors gets the rebound against the small lineup and throws the pass over Bogdanovic. Donovan is back in that area. Now he's moving the left side of the wall to the right side of the wall back there. It's dark. It's a little hard to see, but there's a collection of people back there. Donovan did, went back out away from the crowd, but not make it all the way back to the locker room. Paul George drives and a reach-in foul on the Jazz. So Donovan is still with the group. Now Donovan seems to be working his way back toward the court, but noticeably limp still. So Donovan did not want to go all the way back to the locker room. He now works back toward the bench, but noticeably limping as he comes to the front court, to back to the bench, and sits on the end of the bench, fiddles with his right shoe, which is the ankle that is bothered. 6.32 left, Jazz down by 14. Mike Elliott, head of the Jazz medical team, attending to him right now, or looking at him, and Donovan walks up, now walks through the players, says to Quinn, talks to Quinn Snyder, puts his right arm around Snyder. Snyder's got his left arm around Donovan, and Royce grabs the rebound on a miss, 110 to 95. Donovan and Quinn still talking. Donovan's got his left arm on his hip, his right arm over Quinn's shoulder. As Bogdanovich works to the middle, fades back and misses. Rebound Kawhi Leonard. Almost looks like Quinn and Donovan are talking strategy, but the Jazz now down enough by 15 with 6-10 left. You have to consider whether it's worth it. Donovan pats Quinn on the back three times, now turns away from Quinn and away from the game action as Leonard hits a three, and the Jazz are now down 18, and Donovan walks back to the bench. The Jazz made a push, but a costly George Yang turnover really put an end to the Jazz offensive threat, and Kawhi Leonard put an end to the Jazz threat overall. Kawhi driving, gets to the free throw line, and hits. Kawhi Leonard is closing the coffin on this one. Coffin closed and nailed shut. That was like midway through the fourth quarter, and really there was not much else to hear after that, Amanda. Yeah, it was. It was like they were right there. They had a chance to cut into that Clippers lead, and then it kind of went the other way. Did you really feel like they did have a chance? You know what? Honestly, not really, yeah. to be honest, because I think that when the Clippers are hot and they're shooting like they were tonight, they're so good. Like, I was looking at their three-point numbers after the The Clippers game. are so hot right now. <laughs> no, but I was looking at, like, just their three-point numbers in general after the game because, you know, them and the Jazz, they both made 19 shots from three. But yep. Utah attempted 44 and the Clippers attempted 36. Yeah. Uh, big discrepancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were just feeling it. Uh, and then when you – so I, I saw that same stat – and I broke it down then on the twos, because if it's if they're both making 19 threes, okay, then what's the real story? The Los Angeles Clippers starters were made 50 points on twos. The Jazz starters made 25 points on twos. As a team, the Clippers outshot the Jazz 62 to 34 from two point range, uh, and made 10 more shots than the Utah Jazz. So, or no, I'm sorry, not 10. 14 more shots 
from two. So that when you when you outscore a team sixty two to thirty four <laughs> in one half of the game, right? Then it's not even going to be close. The only reason this was close was the Jazz made nineteen threes. Exactly. You know, like there were only three lead changes, two ties, kind of similar to what we saw in game two, where Utah led pretty much the whole game until the Clippers took their first lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was really just like you felt like the momentum was going their way. Yeah. And it ultimately did. I'm not surprised, though. Like, there's such a good basketball team that you kind of anticipate they're going to win a game in this series. The Clippers? Yeah. See, I don't think they are a good basketball team. You don't? I think that they have talent what? on this team. Would but you I like, don't to, know would you like a... to explain that further? Yeah. I oh, don't think they're please. a good team. I like, think you don't that think they play good together? I don't think anyone plays well with Kawhi Leonard. I think he's just really, really good. Okay. So I think Austin's saying that he thinks it's a collection of good players, but not a good team, right? Like, exactly. Not unified. Like it's the, a bunch of good players. The rah-rah definition of team, that's the Jazz. They're a good team. Yeah. And they have stars. The Clippers just have stars and win games. They're not a good team. I don't know. I kind of feel like they are a good team. I just, I always think when I'm watching them and like personally I feel like they make those extra passes like where they could take the shot themselves or they could pass it one more time or, or go for the more easy bucket um, inside and and that's something that Tyron Lue a couple games back in his uh, media availability talked about that he really had conversations with Paul George and Kawhi that you know like we want you guys to get into the paint we want to get everyone more involved and I I kind of think that they've done that this year. The whole year? You don't think so? No. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. Austin, it's okay. We didn't agree on like one thing the last time I did this. I so. think they're a 40, I'm just like sticking in that role. They're a 47-win team because they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah. I don't think well, that anyone else on that team is really of merit. But which suddenly Patrick or suddenly a Reggie Jackson is. I know that's actually what I was gonna say, right? Like he's had two really nice games. Yeah, but okay. (laughs) I guess this is the time that matters most. It is. It is. And speaking of that, we got to get back into that very phrase when it comes to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, If you are just tuning in and didn't catch the game, didn't catch the post game, Donovan and Quinn Snyder both said that he's fine. He could have played. If the game was closer, he would have. I don't know. I don't know. That's It's a coaching decision at that point, and they are the only ones that know the truth, and really the only person that knows the whole truth isn't even Donovan's personal trainer that was there on the bench with him. It's Donovan. Yep. And it's his career. It's his body. It's his choice. Uh, I, I. It's not mine. It's probably not the way I would want things to be handled if it were my team, but... He's the star. It's his career. He's got his own guys. He trusts them. He listens to them. He takes input from the Jazz medical staff as well. And at that point, looked at the scoreboard and went, really no point in pushing it and, and getting it, uh, making it a worse injury. We'll save it for game four. So that's what they decided. So we'll get back into uh, what you just said a moment ago with Donovan. But we do have to get out to the phone lines. Before we do that, though, Alex... Did this one ever feel like Amanda and I were talking about uh, the George Niang turnover that where it was, what was it? The Jazz were only down by nine or so at that point. I believe it was nine. And then I am pretty sure he had back-to-back turnovers. Yeah. Did it feel at any point before that, that the Jazz really had a shot to get back in this? I mean, of course they had a shot. 
you know, that, that chance was there up until that point. But did I feel like they were going to capitalize on that, that they were ever going to make that run? I didn't. I feel like, you know, this one just kind of got out of hand early. And there wasn't really much they could do to swing momentum away from the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, the good thing about playoff losses when you're up in a series is you can play a little bit of the game. What does this – you don't really have to break down this game. You go to Monday almost immediately. And what does this mean? What carries over? What translates to game four from game three and what doesn't? So we'll get into that. But out to the phone lines. Amanda, you ready to take some uh, listeners' calls? Of course. You okay, know fine. I love chatting it up. If you're ready, I ring, guess ring. I'm ready. Ring, ring. 855-340-ZONE. <laughs> We have our old uh, stalwarts, Jordan and Robin. We're going to go to Robin first tonight. Is that all right, Alex? Let's get Robin in uh, for the first call tonight. Robin, Jazz lose by 26. They are still up two games to one. Your thoughts? Austin, Amanda, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Hi, hey, Robin. Jordan. Man, Jordan, I'm ahead of Jordan. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you can beat anyone named Jordan, you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> Hey, uh, bombed, of course, but I didn't think we were going to win 16 in a row. <laughs> we knew we'd have a hiccup along the way. Um, what's up with Conley? Is, is he going to play in game four? They, they really don't talk about it that much. But I think if he can be back there for game four, uh, I'm not too discouraged. Uh, they played a really good game. Their defense was good, and it's a learning experience. Like Donovan said, never been double teamed. And uh, it was an eight-point game in the fourth quarter with them playing really good. So uh, I I feel pretty good about a 50-50 chance for game four. And uh, just, you know, Donovan's 24. When you're 24, you're you're pretty uh, tweaking ankle. Ten minutes later, you're good to go. But uh, I'll sit back and get everyone else's opinion. But I'm not worried. I think we're going to do it. Thanks, I was Robin. just going to say, oh, well, I was going to say, like, I'll ask you, Austin, do you think that it makes a difference? Because Robin brought up the fact that, you know, he feels like 50-50 on game four. Do you think it makes a difference that they're playing that game in L.A.? Uh, it makes a difference in that there's no f- traveling between now and game four. I get that. So that, I mean, that's good for both teams, right? Uh, especially when you've got nicks and dings and things swell on airplanes differently than than they do when you're not on an airplane i don't have any grasp on what is happening inside staples center compared to what is happening inside vivint arena right obviously i'm here not there so i don't know that the staples center crowd especially a clippers based crowd who's really all lakers fans that suddenly (laughs) bought all these tickets because the lakers suck and got eliminated uh i don't know that that's it's again it's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and if fans are there great if not it would be the same is that rude am I discounting the the loyal Clippers fans all seven of them no I just I find it interesting the Balmer family I don't (laughs) (laughs) I just it's just interesting to me that like in this series and then in the previous series with Dallas you know the Clippers went down two games to none Mm mm-hmm like it's it's kind of a at home yeah so now is, it's like yeah. reverse i don't know what do you mean reverse like i just feel like they have this kind of momentum now being in la whereas like the jazz kind of had that i don't i don't like to say home current advantage i don't like to say that 
But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have do momentum you think after a, one win. You don't being think down that a, two games to but one. But you don't think that a home crowd plays Not into that, that at crowd. all? No. Okay. He's just stuck on this. Home Everyone's crowd, a Lakers home, fan there. Home crowd. Well, home crowds uh, in small markets matter. Home crowds in big markets rarely matter. Sorry. So like. When's the last time the Bulls had a good I knew home he was going to – oh, my gosh. It's like he looked me in the eyes, and I knew he was going for the dagger. <laughs> I was just picking a big market. You ever just know when someone's just going to, like, say when's something super time, insulting to when's, you? When's the last time, honestly, the Lakers <laughs> uh, fed off their crowd? Yeah. No, they've got LeBron. The Bulls don't have anybody, so I'll move on oh to them from gosh. them. Oh, my gosh. It's so – it's really sad. The Knicks it hurts somehow – I guess Julius Randle – uh, and the Clippers have Kawhi, but they don't have these big, raucous fans. Like, here's where it might matter: the Jazz re- obviously feed off their crowd here in this building. Yeah. That matters. Maybe the Jazz are a team that needs a crowd, and maybe the the Clippers fans being so sucky actually hurts the Jazz. <laughs> maybe if they, you know, got off Instagram and watched the game and oh reacted, it would help the Jazz. You know, I will say, though, like, there were certain moments watching tonight's game. I'm just going to pass over that. There were certain <laughs> moments watching tonight's game where, like, you know they're in L.A. I know they're in L.A., but I can still hear the crowd out in the arena at the watch party cheering and stuff, and I'm like, it, it messes with your mind for a second because they were so loud. Like, they were great. Go, Jazz fans. Good job. Yep. That's what you're supposed to do. When you're a fan of a team, you're supposed to cheer for your team and not, you know, surf Pinterest and see what influencers are liking your Instagrams. I don't know. L.A. Soft. Soft sports fans <laughs> oh in L.A. gosh. All of them. Even us Angels fans. Soft. All right. Uh, by That's the way. That's right. You r- like the, you like an L.A. team. They're in Anaheim. Okay. And really, they're not worth, uh, worthy of our breath this season. Okay. So. Uh, we uh, Before we get back to the phone lines, Robin did bring up Mike Conley. I'll tell you what I've learned about Mike Conley uh, behind the scenes. He was 70-30 for tonight. If he's 70-30 for game three and doesn't play, you then have a rest day in L.A. tomorrow and you go through a light walkthrough shoot-around on Monday and you're not doing much of anything, you might upgrade to – 80-20 or 90-10, he will not be 100% for at least six more days, is what I was told. But that doesn't mean he won't play Monday. Right. So it's he flew with the team for a reason. He didn't fly with the team just to just to uh, slap hands. He flew with the team hoping he'll get to play in, in game three or four, and he didn't play tonight. So game four, we'll see. We'll find out early Monday, I think. We'll find out for sure. Yeah, I think – Obviously, like you said, like he flew with them for a reason. I also think like even when he doesn't play, just being, you know, kind of that veteran voice, everyone loves Mike Conley. Um, I think that he's like a great sounding board in moments for them. So it's really beneficial whether he does or not that he's there, like period. Yeah, he can't play if he's not there, right? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was agreeing with you. What? Sorry, it threw me off. <laughs> Eight whoa, five whoa, five. Whoa. Now here's a guy who uh, Amanda will love to hear from. I love to hear from him too, but I love him because of his takes. You love him because his name is Jordan, being from Chicago. Jordan, what's up tonight? <laughs> Jazz lose, but they're still up two one. Chicago jokes tonight. 
How are you guys both doing? You know, with Amanda being from Chicago, it's amazing she's not more of a fan of push-off pee, if you get my drift there. Wow. <laughs> Dang, though. All right, I'll he be here all night. He had to go there. He are, had to go there. I don't know. Like watch old. the replay. Watch the replay. Amanda and I did a commercial last year or two years ago where we were a married we couple. We did have to pretend to be a married couple. Uh, it didn't uh. go well. We our our <laughs> our our commercial marriage lasted a commercial. Yeah, and, uh, and there was no uh, therapist to to save it. That was it. <clears throat> Thanks for the sound effect. That was needed. All right, Jordan, what do, you, what do you got, buddy? So I got a few things, but first I gotta address something you guys said. We're like, oh, I never felt like the Jazz were in it. They were so in it. The whole third beginning, I saw the Jazz make a push. And seriously, if George and Aang didn't turn it over two times and we cut it by making two shots, two points, uh, on each of those turnovers, then I think that the, we had a great chance of taking this win because I don't, Kawhi Leonard's different, but Paul George, I feel like when it's really stressful, when it's a tight game, that's when he misses. When he's in the lead or when there's nothing – else to do it and you're just trying to get back in it and he's just shooting freely those are when he makes his shot but i think hmm. that would have been a perfect time to actually push him and see how good they would be in a tight situation i truly uh believe that but there are two things that concern me for this team going forward real, real quick jordan just to make it clear i thought the jazz were never in it amanda and uh, uh alex said they thought they had a real shot so to be fair you disagree with me you agree with them that's a first what yeah. the heck yeah, I, I uh, you know, I'm just burning bridges tonight. Amanda, you're killing it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> step up from the last time. When so, do you remember Austin? So I was like, Austin, you're so amazing. <laughs> Amanda, you're it's good too. Amanda. Amanda's there Amanda. too. <laughs> I think they, I knew I had didn't to they call you. I knew I had to apologize for this, Amanda. It was because no one was giving anything to Austin. <laughs> And Austin's my favorite guy on the radio. He needs to know the no, answer. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okay, you keep going with you your point. You had two concerns. First, Donovan's health. Or I could just say health for Donovan and for Conley. Mm. They say that he could have played. He's not looked good at the end of last game or there when he walked off. And I truly am afraid that he's putting so much on himself and working so hard that he could hurt himself. And Without him, we all know Jazz have no shot of going really far in this uh, playoffs. So that's a huge concern for me, even though he keeps saying, I'm good, I'm good, especially how he said it today. He just didn't want to talk about it. So it makes me feel like he's just not wanting to bring the concern on him, but I feel like there's more to it than that. And then my second concern is our bench. I thought we were supposed to be one of the deepest teams in the, uh, the teams in the playoffs. And the only one scoring is Jordan Clarkson. Again, another Jordan. You should be loving Amanda. <laughs> but where where is uh, where is our bench? Niang, what happened to you all of a sudden? This is in the last two games, and we were lucky to not need our bench last game because our starters were amazing. But when our starters are struggling, we need our bench. All all of them to chip in, at least get some points, at least do something. And it feels like. This we became the top heavy team, and the LA team became the team that had great bench players. And it's an, it's an interesting thought. Say. Yeah, it's an interesting thought because no one really went off for the Clippers bench, but they were consistent as a bench. Whereas the Jazz had a double digit scorer 
only only lost by three in bench scoring, but it was because Jordan Clarkson, as you mentioned, had 14 and everyone else had two, four, and four, and then a bunch of zeros. I, I'm with you there, Jordan, because if the Jazz are a deep team, they got to get more from George Niang than they're getting right now, from Derek Favors than they're getting right now, from uh, – uh, uh, well, it, it, he's usually on the bench, but he's starting right now. Joe Ingles did have 19, but he was minus 12. Mm-hmm. So they got to get more from those role players. Those those role players, Amanda, are not playing their role very well. Well, and like, you know, you mentioned George Niang. He only attempted one shot. Like you, like you said, you have to be doing more, right? You can't just have Jordan Clarkson, which he's had a great couple of games, uh, honestly. But like when you start to look at the – a deficit in in number of shots attempted and I also wanted to bring up you know not even talking about the bench but like in the first quarter of the game Donovan only attempted three shots your superstar mm-hmm. your go-to offensive player the guy who frankly has like been going off quarter after quarter after quarter quarter you're attempting just three shots like I don't know. It just felt a little off to me tonight. So as you watched that first quarter, Amanda, and you saw Donovan only had three shots, did you see him pass up shots? Because watching the first quarter for me, I didn't think there was many opportunities for him to shoot because of the Clippers' defense. You don't think that he can still like create for himself and, and get more open? Uh, in that first quarter, I didn't, didn't see another way that he could have. What about you, Jordan? Let's get you in on this. I think at the beginning when they started doubling, he did exactly what he needed to do and found open guys, and that's how we got that, what was it, 8-2 lead or something like that. But then I agree. I I don't know if I should. That's okay. I, just just go with your gut instinct. Don't hate me, okay, guys? Don't hate me. But I'm going to blame a little bit on the refs. I don't get it that Donovan Mitchell has been this amazing superstar. Everyone's saying he's the best player on the court in this series so far. And when he's driving, and again, those were some of the attempts he tried in the first half, they, he gets pushed a little. And again, for me, I don't think it's a foul. But then the other team's superstars do the exact same thing, and they're getting called fouls. And that was at the beginning of the game, and that was specifically at the end of the game I saw. And again, I'm not saying it's been this whole series. I think for the most part, the series has been good, decent with uh, the refs. But I just wonder... What does Donovan Mitchell have to do to get that superstar love like Paul George gets every time he's driving almost like Kawhi Leonard when he's been dominating them the last two games before this game? I mean, I, I get I get it, Jordan. Uh, four, four fouls difference. Uh, the Jazz were called for 22. Clippers were called for 18. That's a home court uh, negligence right there like I, it's negli- negligible I should say not negligence but I don't know that that is the difference in tonight's 26 point loss Amanda not at all not yeah, at I all but I I think it set the tone for uh I don't know I think that affected Donovan and I then maybe he could have been more aggressive in the beginning but I think he was trying to find others at the beginning so there's a little bit of understanding why Donovan didn't go off in the first quarter I did love what he did in the second quarter how he came back yep Thanks, Jordan. We'll talk to you Monday, buddy. 855-340-ZONE. Back to what we were just talking about before we get out to the phone lines again, Amanda. In the first quarter, the Clippers clearly had this game plan of doubling and trapping Donovan. Yeah. Um, we'd have to go back, really, and watch possession by possession to see if he 
passed up some opportunities. Right. It felt, it, I think you would agree, the majority of those possessions where he passed instead of shot was the right decision. And the guy that he found in the corner just missed every shot. Yeah, I do agree with you there. I just would like to see kind of like your go-to offensive player at least score like a bucket. I mean, it's the first time in what they what did they say sixty something games he was scoreless in the first quarter. Yeah, since April twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. Oh, so more than sixty. Well, of a playoff game. Wait, here's a fun oh, fact. Of a playoff game. Here's oh. a fun fact. <laughs> Prior to the first quarter of Saturday night, that's tonight. This is from ESPN Stats Info. Donovan Mitchell was held scoreless in a quarter of a playoff game for the first time since April 24th, 2019. That, which is see, interesting, that's a though. that's dumb stat, Amanda. I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. That's a handful of games. Yeah, because he always scores. <laughs> but let, but I want him. I, I, would, I guess it's an okay stat. I want a deeper <laughs> look into the stat, though, because I want to see all the games. Yeah. Not just four. How many games... So this was his sixth playoff game this season, right? Or seventh? Um, he played five against Memphis. Mm-hmm. And then this is three. Or did he play he four, four against, against Memphis? Memphis? Sorry, yeah, four against Memphis. This was game three. So seven. So seven. Uh, and Math. April of what? Oh my gosh. April of 2019? Uh-huh. So that excludes the seven he played against the Nuggets, or includes the seven he played against the Nuggets last year. And then April, what was the date on it? 24th. And they were out after that series. So we're talking 12 games max, right? Yeah. Or am I, no, sorry, 20 games max. I don't know. I honestly can't do quick math like we're, this. We're talking, we're talking <laughs> seven now, seven last year, and four or five before that. So we're talking 19, 20 games. I want to know all of the games up to today's date the last time he didn't score all right in the i'll first get on that i'll get on that research project after we leave here and that's why it's it's a it's that's uh, that that's and that's from espn stats sorry and to info. clarify it was just in a quarter not a playoff quarter no a playoff quarter but not like a first quarter oh were you confused uh, did i yeah. confuse you that's well no I'm you not. didn't they their stat did <laughs> Ah, whatever. The Anyways. 20 games versus 99 is tells a, de- a better story. You Point know? being, mm-hmm. we would have to go back and rewatch the first quarter. I do agree with you that he was looking for the open teammate. Personally, would like to see you get a bucket. Oh, yeah. You can't. I mean, if you're the number one offensive player, you cannot go scoreless in the, in the quarter. Right. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Eight five five three four zero zone. This is weird. Me and Austin are two points tonight on the same page. <laughs> Adam, are you still with us? Adam. Uh, yeah, I'm here. You sound happy, I'm, Adam. I don't think you meant that, but nope. I'm just, I'm just concerned. I mean, this was the chance for the Jazz to really put a chokehold on this series. I mean, the Clippers were reeling; they were scared. Now, because of this, they are all confident and cocky and stuff, and they Jazz may not like it. Not be able to beat him again. I mean, they should have played Mike Conley tonight. Now they have to hope he's ready for game four if they're going to have any chance of winning one in L.A. Yeah, I know they have home court advantage and yada, 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 but you need to get one on the road to finish the Clippers off fast. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Adam. Uh, There's a lot of Jazz fans, Amanda, that feel uh, that (sighs) – I don't mean to discount Adam's emotions – but the world, the sky is not falling every time the Jazz lose a playoff game. Do you have to win four of them? 
So the Clippers are still down by a game to the Utah Jazz. Whether or not we agree that the Clippers are a good team, Mm -hmm. I foresaw them at least winning a game in this series. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like I thought it it would be a seven-game series. yeah, Yeah, it's not concerning to me that they won this game in L.A., um, and you know, to circle back to Mike Conley, once again, like we don't know, I agree with you that like, I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent by Monday no, just based off be. of your math. Yeah. Um, so we don't know if he'll play. If he does, there'll probably be some sort of minutes restriction. You can like mm-hmm. assume that, um, Good point. but like once again, only really, he knows how his body feels. Um, and I, I know that it's like so important, but like, regardless you don't want to ever see someone like go out, try to push it, and get more injured. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to win four games, right? If the Jazz and Adam to to maybe calm your your nerves a little bit, if the Jazz only win the rest of their home games, they're NBA champions. Does that that's what the benefit of having the number one seed is? Yeah. So they could lose every road game and still be NBA champions this season. Yeah. I mean, I get it, right? You want to see your team win. As Austin said, you cheer for your team. That's what fans do. You don't sit on Pinterest. But but it's okay. It's okay, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Did you see what Kim Kardashian tweeted today? (laughs) Meanwhile, Kawhi Leonard's having an amazing (laughs) performance, and they're talking about makeup and uh, beach trips. L.A. fans. Pusha. A vacation sounds nice. Yeah, it does. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. Uh, Casey is now on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Casey, Jazz lose. Your thoughts? Hey, you know, first of all, you've gone, you've gone from a uh, L.A. Lakers LeBron fan co-host to a Chicago Bulls Jordan fan. <laughs> I know how to pick them. You know, even if you're not a Bulls fan – can't you just be a I'm fan not, of Michael right Jordan's game? Can't we just all agree on that? Just being a fan yeah, of Space Jam. Yeah, push off P and Michael yes. Jordan, man. There's a there's a similarity there. <laughs> push off P and Michael Jordan. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it. I mean, Jordan's the second greatest to ever play basketball. We can say that. Yeah, and there's well, second depending on your. There's a lot in front of him, but I. You know, it will circle back to us. I woke up and I, I always watch with my good buddy Mike, and we, uh, between the two of us, seem to be able to guess pretty well. We knew it was a loss before we went into this. I think that there's only so many endorphins and whatever that you can come in, and they they did well, but they'll they definitely need to regather. There's no doubt about it. Casey, you're not like running in and out of traffic on I-15 right now, are you? No, I just okay. I just got off the skateboard. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were either being uh, helicoptered out of uh, Nam Pen or you were uh, running in and out of traffic on I-15. I I, no, I couldn't tell. I called in a few minutes ago and I ended up dropping my phone and oh, oh no, said so. Well, uh, anyway, new phone for I you. I mean. Yeah, I do. I was listening to Jordan, and I thought he had some pretty good points. Yeah. I'm I'm getting concerned about Donovan. His health, as you mean? His, what's that? Yes, health. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not alone. Not. The Jazz are concerned about it. I, Donovan's concerned about it. And I got a message, uh, a DM from James, who's 
extremely concerned about the dichotomy of Donovan having his own training staff and them not seeing eye to eye with the Jazz training staff. And all I got to well, say about that is it, it, I'm not Quinn Snyder, so I, I really don't have to worry about it. Well, and I, I agree, and I, it's a little odd coming off of multiple comments about Donovan saying this is the best training staff in the world. Well, you know, actions speak louder than words. So I thought that was a little odd, too. Would you rather he not be playing, though, Casey? Um, I actually do have an exercise physiology degree. Do you? And at this point, I agree with a lot of people. He's young. He can bounce back pretty quickly. We've all played or done things through injuries. That's true. You know, look at Stockton and Malone. Don't need to go there all too often. But at the same time, like you were just barely saying, if we just win the home games, so if we were to sit Donovan for this next game and lose it, not a big deal, as long as that means that he's good for our home games. Yeah, playing the long the the long play there. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah almost holding. I could probably I could probably win this hand, or I could just hold and almost guarantee that I win the next hand. It's interesting, uh, and, and uh, because, and I don't know this for a fact at all. But if if it did come down to the Jazz training staff saying he shouldn't be playing, and Donovan's private staff saying he should be playing. This is the playoffs. These are you rest in the regular season. You don't rest in the playoffs unless you cannot go. But then the gamble you play is you make it worse and yeah. you miss and for, a and lot of games. The of the playoffs, right. however long they go, it's a gamble. So, it's tough. Yeah, I think you're right there, and there is that to be to be thought of. I just I just don't want any sort of uh, you know drama or any. I don't want anything to come between the players, the locker room. You know, if Donovan having his own staff, that's fine. So long as it keeps everything cool, everybody's okay with it, and that you have people sitting down at a table and agreeing. So I, I don't really worry about that. I'm sure that the professionals are going to get to the bottom of it, whether he should play or not. But given that I know everything, <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've spoken with the Wizards, I think Donovan should rest. I think that we – I knew today was a loss. We could we could probably play our strongest hand in L.A. on the next game, and it's still probably going to be a loss. So we might as well just start looking to game five, you know. I really do kind of feel that way in my mind. Thanks for the call, Casey. And uh, you called you called the uh, last game, I think, too. So thanks for that as well. Amanda? It's so – tricky I feel like when you talk about injuries because I love what you brought up earlier Austin regardless of what anybody says what anybody hears back and forth between you know different training staffs whatever like Donovan's the only one who knows how his body feels I think that he trusts himself you know like I think that he's wants to play in this series enough that if he can play he will play and I also think he's smart enough to know that if he can't he won't even though he wants to that's just me. Um, after the game, you know, he said, like, I'll be good to go for game four. I'll be surprised if he doesn't play. Yeah, I, I would as well. And really, what was the reason the Jazz lost tonight? Is Donovan, if Donovan's playing hurt, did he hurt the Jazz tonight by playing? Because the answer is no. No. So you want him to play. You just, it's a gamble. 
it's kind of how I felt at the end of the regular season as the Jazz chased the one seed. I was firmly in the camp of rest everybody. Seeding wouldn't matter, and they didn't. They got the one seed, and then, you know, that's the gamble they chose to go with. Now you're gambling with Donovan playing hurt. Is he hurting the team? Then sit him. If he's helping the team playing hurt, keep playing him. It's not. What, like, first jumped to my mind when you said that was I thought back to Chris Paul's shoulder injury of, you know, listening to the broadcasters of those games be like, is it better for Chris Paul to not be 100% and be like 80% out there than someone that maybe gets maximum like three to five minutes a game? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're better off with Donovan than yes. without him. Yeah. And I think uh, everyone would agree with that. Casey, of course, was more talking uh, about uh, the long play and hope, hope being afraid of hurting it so much that then you lose multiple games without him. Yeah. But tonight's loss was not because Donovan was hurt. Totally. Tonight's loss was because Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Reggie Jackson were good. Now, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard being good, that's fine. That's okay. That's you, you shrug and you say we were in if you you say at least we were in front of them, we had our hands up, we were playing good D and they bested our D. But Reggie Jackson should not be scoring 17 points. I mean, he's had a hot last two games. And that should be the end of it. <laughs> Seriously, the guy he's ready to play racquetball out there and they're letting him score 29 points and 17 points. Right, and we didn't see these kind of numbers in the first two games from Kawhi and Paul George. Tonight, they combined for 65. Uh, Yep, 65. Game two, they combined for 48. Game one, 43. And, and that's, yep, and so you haven't seen that, as you said, from Kawhi and Paul George, but you are likely to see that from yes, Kawhi and Paul like George. like that's what you expect. You can't then give 34 combined to Batum and Jackson. Period. Barf. <laughs> Nick Batum should not be an NBA starter. A team with Nick Batum in the starting lineup should not be winning anything. So, bad night for the Utah Jazz. It wasn't because Donovan was hurt. It's because the Jazz didn't shoot the ball well and didn't defend at all. I agree, and I think I want to circle back to what you mentioned earlier with like their 19 threes, right? That was what kept them in the game. Yeah. Made 19 threes, missed 100 twos, seemingly. <laughs> 855-340-Zone. Steve. Hi, Steve. Welcome to Jazz Playoff Overtime. Oh, thanks, Austin, uh, Amanda. Um, well, just uh, uh, getting my two cents in on the health issue. Uh, I agree most most of the sentiment. Uh, I think, uh, like uh, Van is saying, you know, Donovan probably knows his body pretty well, and I, I'm sure if he feels he's a 70, 75 percent uh, good to go, uh, you know, he'll he'll go. Uh, I think he's, like I said, smart enough to know if it's going to hurt the team. And uh, a 75% Donovan's probably better than 80% of most starters. So uh, uh, he and his leadership uh, would be great. I'm more concerned about Mike Conley for this next game. Uh, you know, if there's any question that he can't go or risks uh, uh, aggravating that hamstring, I uh, if I were the Jazz, I wouldn't. I'd wait till at least uh, the next home game to throw Mike out there on the court. Uh, it'd be great to win game game four and be up three one, and you know make it a possible shorter series. Especially since Phoenix looks like they might just sweep the Nuggets and get a bunch of rest. But 
you know, even if they lose game four, you know, the Jazz still have home court, so it's like the best two out of three. And I'd rather have a, a healthy Donovan than a healthy Mike Conley. Uh, you know, I would bet on, on our success uh, winning two out of three uh, with those two healthy than, uh, you know, taking any chance. But, I mean, if there is a pretty good shot if they can play healthy on the next game, both of them, uh, you know, it would be great to, to win game four. Uh, well, last little comment. Uh, it's nice to hear Amanda on the show, and um, just want to commend her on her podcast with all those uh, tremendous interviews with all those great uh, women, uh, uh, women in the sports uh, field. So, uh, just kudos to you on that, Amanda. I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much. That was so sweet. Yeah. Good luck and uh, keep up the good, great work. Thank you. Thanks. Steve. Thanks for calling in. It is a great show. I tell you that all the time off air, but I need Thanks, to tell you Austin. on air. Yep. Wonderful. Uh, how she did it. Check it out. Right. Yeah, that's the plug. Plug it more. Where do you find it? <laughs> Wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Easy enough. You have another podcast as well you brought up the other day about mental health. Yeah, um, I guess really quickly. That's a friend of mine. His name's Trey Moses. He's a professional basketball player overseas. Um, no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> we met in college, uh, so it's been really fun to kind of like come back together in this next phase of life um, and work on this project that we're both really passionate about, which is normalizing conversations around mental health, specifically within the sports community, um, because it's something that should be talked about. It's not uncommon. And the name one, one in five stems from the fact that one in five Americans will struggle with their mental health each year. You're not alone. And so we want to be a space that, you know, you can come, you can listen, you can reach out to us, um, and you can feel seen. Absolutely. So one in five and how she did it. How she did it. The Amanda Smith shows. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. Uh, before we get out to Dave, a thought on what Steve was saying about Mike Conley. You don't want to overreact to losing a game and throw Mike Conley out there out of panic. Right. Uh, there's a lot of panic in fans' voices and thoughts when they lo- when their team loses. You're still up a game on the Clippers, and like we've mentioned a couple times now, if you win all your home games, you win it all. So you don't want to panic and throw a guy out there that's not 100% ready, especially when it comes to soft tissue stuff like a a hamstring, Amanda. But, like, you know, like those points have been coming as much as you want him out there. You've been getting great numbers from other guys on the Jazz. We just didn't really see anyone else tonight besides Donovan, who had 30 points. The next closest to him in scoring was Joe Ingles with 19, who's frankly struggled shooting lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and then someone like Boyan, he goes 2 of 10, 1 of 5 from 3, so streaky. Um, I don't think that it's something to panic about. Yep. Let's not panic, everybody. It's fine. If, if this is a must win, then Conley plays. Yeah. It's not, so he... May totally. not play unless he's 100%, which I don't think he will be. But we'll see. We'll see, right? Put Unfortunately, we'll it. just have to wait until Monday. Yep, for sure. We can all speculate and say all the things we want and <laughs> dissect, but goodness, we don't know what's happening. Like, we just have to wait and see what they say. Yep. Clay, hold tight. Let's get out to the phone lines. Dave is next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hi, Dave. Hey, hey guys. How's it going? We're, uh, we're doing okay. How are you? Yeah. I'm doing all right. Just uh, just want to comment a little bit. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game. I just got to watch uh, bits and pieces of it. But uh, a question. Um, the the two per, uh, two-point percentages that they made, were they at the basket or were they like, you know, 10, 15 feet out that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George like to do so much, kind of in that mid-range area? 
Uh, they did win the points in the paint, 44 to 32. There was a good chunk of mid range as well, though. Uh, Kawhi Leonard okay. loves the mid range, and you saw some of that. Yeah. Too. Well, so I listen to David Lott, Locked On Jazz, all the time. So I've got a couple thoughts. One, not panicking because if you listen to that show or if you watch them, you know, if they make their whatever high 50 percentages in two pointers, they win the game. They're not going to do that every game. They got us. They, they scored a lot in two pointers. So I'm not too worried about that. But what I am worried about is I think they said something like the Jazz only had 15 assists tonight and then their turnovers, they had more turnovers than assists. Is that correct? Uh, they had one more turnover than assists tonight, yes. Right, and they only had 15 assists. And I think they only had 15 assists last game, too. And that's just not Jazz basketball. Maybe it's Conley because we're missing his 10 assists a game, but they need to figure out a way to pass with purpose and get that going again. So, you Ka- know, in my personal opinion. Kawhi's shot chart and- tonight was 6 of 7 in the paint. One of six from three and five of eight mid-range was Kawhi's shot chart. Yeah, so you just tip your hat. If they're going to beat us doing that, then you just kind of tip. There's not much you can do. You just say, okay, let's see you do that for four games in a row or four games in the series. And then the other one, the other concern I have is I agree nobody knows anybody's body more than themselves. With Conley, the problem is, I mean, you guys would agree. Nobody's nobody's telling Donovan he's sitting out of game anymore. I don't think that that's going to happen unless something really obvious happens. It just doesn't seem like he's that guy. He's going to play, and he's going to put a lot of pressure on himself. And without Conley, as he continues to do this, you know, like like the guy before that said, either you sit both of them or you play both of them because I think the longer Conley's out and the more Donovan puts pressure on himself the worst that ankle's going to get. And that's that's it. That's that's my major concern. So, Thanks for yeah. the thoughts, Dave. Appreciate it. Do you think that he's putting pressure on himself? Donovan? Yeah. A little bit. Um, but I think he should be. Definitely. Right? He's, he is, a, in my opinion, he's an NBA superstar, and therefore you get all the pressure, and you have to like that. I would personally maybe change the word to responsibility. I think he feels responsible for motivating, for being that go-to guy, for being a leader. I think he's been a great leader throughout this series. I loved when he was mic'd up um, on TNT, right? Like we got a little inside of of a game that he's in. Um, obviously, everyone wants Mike Conley back, but the Jazz also didn't lose this game because Mike Conley wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Jazz Just lost like this game. Just like they didn't lose because Donovan didn't, you know, finish out the fourth quarter. Yeah, Jazz lost this game because guys like Reggie Jackson and Nicholas Batum scored 17 points. Yes. And guys like Bojan Bogdanovich was 2 of 10. And yeah. George Nying was 0 of 1. And Derek Favors was 1 of 1. And, you know... Clarkson was really the only bench guy doing anything. So that's why the Jazz lost this one. I don't even think it was the turnovers. I mean, they gave up 24 points on 16 turnovers, seven of those turnovers being live ball turnovers. That sucks. That's not (laughs) great. 
But I even don't think that was the story. I think the story was more the defense tonight and the lack of scoring, not necessarily even the decisions being made. I love that. I think it was the defense. I also don't. The assist numbers aren't super concerning to me. They had 15 this game, 15 last game. Um, so that was, you know, spot on. They're in the regular season, they averaged 24 a game. In the playoffs, they're averaging 20. 24 assists per game in the regular season? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a good note. I did not realize it was that that it was that great. Is that does that lead the league? No, uh, the the Warriors led at 28. Yeah, stupid Warriors. <laughs> Why do they have to lead things? Uh yeah, just under just a hair under 24, you're right. 23.7. And they're averaging 21 something in the playoffs. So. Yeah, so down just just a tad, but you know, that's to be expected like we were just talking about with your, you know, point guard and uh, facilitator not having played someone who is very good in that statistical category that you can rely on for those kind of moments Um, but once again like it's one game I thought the Clippers would win at least two in this series to be honest with you like I'm not worried and I thought they'd win three yeah like we're we're uh, we're we're on we're on pace for both of us yeah. At this wow, point. Wow, how great. <laughs> Good uh, for us. The what who brought it up <laughs> though? Was it uh Casey or Jordan brought up the Suns? Maybe it was even Robin. The Suns are almost done with their yeah. series. And they will more than likely, playing the odds here, have a lot of time off before the Western Conference Finals begin. Uh I don't I I there's two there's two things that I am so not steady in my opinion of, and it's one is home court advantage, whether it matters or not, and the other is does rest really give you an advantage, or is it actually disadvantage? It gives you a disadvantage because you're sitting sitting too long and you get out of rhythm. At least I look at it from when I was a good basketball player, which was like a day in my life. <laughs> if I was if I was making my shots, I needed to stay in the game. If I got taken out of the game, I pro- I was starting all over the next time I checked in a game. Sports and basketball especially is a game of rhythm. Mm-hmm. And getting out of your rhythm, out of your routine, out of your you give you get in a funk in my opinion. But who knows? I think we kind of saw it. I don't know. Like I think we kind of saw what not having rest does in the Memphis series with Utah. Like they were right there. The Grizzlies, right there, kind of in moments. Ah, we could pull up. We could pull, you know, really close in this. And then they just didn't. To me, at some point, not having, like, your legs, it eventually catches up to you. You're a top athlete in the world. But, like, rest is still important. That rest and recovery. Um, Which is, like, why we see such elaborate staves who are, that's their focus and their job is is to take care of the players' bodies. Yeah. Eight five five three four zero zone. Clay is next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hi, Clay. Good evening. Good evening, guys. How you guys doing? Great. What are you feeling? All right. So I am on the boat of rest. I think rest does a lot for their uh, for their mental space. It gets them in a good spot for the next game. Even though it does put us at like a disadvantage on like the you know whatever the next game is, I'm lo- always looking towards the future. So I think if Donovan needs to rest another you know a game, heck even two games, I'm okay with that. If uh, as long as Conley can you know make up for at least one of those games, I say rest them because that does so much for not only their body 
but just their mental space. Interesting. So you're speaking specifically so, of Donovan? Specifically with Donovan, yeah, because I know he's, you know, Donovan is just always going to be a naturally aggressive attacker, whether it's, you know, you know, attacking, you know, the defender on the three-point line or if he's trying to get into the paint. He's a naturally aggressive guy. So I think that if he can give some that ankle arrest and if he feels good about planting and getting into paint and being able to know that he can confidently put that shot over a Paul George, I think that that would be beneficial to the team. So if he, if, I mean, he's probably going to be the guy that's going to say, oh, I'm good no matter what kind of physical condition he's in. But I think if the team feels like he needs to be, you know, held back a game or so, I say go for it. Thanks for the thoughts, Clay, Amanda, your reaction. Like I was just saying, like I'm kind of in the same boat. I think that rest in general is important. If you don't feel, if you feel like you're going to play and injure yourself, you should not play. If you feel like you can play, but you might not be 100%, I would assume you would play in the playoffs. I think that there's a difference between not being able to play and not being 100%. Gotcha. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, you're saying that uh, – and it's, it gets tricky because it is the playoffs, like you were saying. Right. Which is you win now or your season's over. Exactly. But that doesn't mean you win this next game or your season's over. You got me. Yeah. So uh, maybe – again, though, I don't know that Donovan's hurting the team by playing hurt. I don't think so. And if the doctors are saying – yeah, you. If it's a pain tolerance thing, which, by the way, I, I was told by a, a little birdie that he didn't hurt the ankle anymore in game two than it was already hurt. It was actually that collision with Paul George was a thigh situation, and it was a pain tolerance, and so he played because he could tolerate the pain in the thigh. If the doctors tell you it's pain tolerance, then guess what Donovan's going to do? He's going to play. Yeah, I had someone once tell me I had a bone contusion, but I actually tore my ACL. So uh, discrepancy. By the way, <laughs> bone contusions are awful. Yes. They, they hurt. hurt really bad. In a lot of ways, it's the faster recovery Wait. than an ACL, but it might be more painful. <laughs> you know, I played like half a game on a torn ACL because I thought it was a, a bruise. No big deal. So, man. Last the body's time, incredible. Last time you uh, listened to <laughs> WebMD. <laughs> no, I, I just think, like, I love what you said about, like, the pain tolerance part. Because if it's a, you know, a bone bruise and that is not comfortable, but you can run on it, you can play on it. And not hurt the team. And not hurt the, you're not hurting the team. If you're Donovan Mitchell and you can play in the game, you're not hurting the team. Like, I don't know. Stand him in the corner and let him shoot. Like you having him on the court, it ain't hurting anybody. Um, if you feel like you cannot physically move, or you may injure yourself, like at this point, he's been in the league four years. Like he knows. Like he, I think he's pretty competent of what he can handle body wise and what he can't. Um, obviously it's his body, so like. Yeah then, no, you shouldn't be playing. Uh, another thing I thought was interesting from Donovan tonight, you were talking about the first quarter uh, and uh, the double team that the Clippers were throwing at him. He said in his post-game availability that it was the first time he had been guarded in that fashion since high school. 
So interesting. He had not been the focus of a double team since high school. So I think really? Donovan Mitchell has not arrived. Not even at Louisville. That's what he said. That's what Donovan said in the post game. Well, it looks like we're going to go watch this game back, and we're going to watch all of his <laughs> Louisville games. We got a lot of TV to watch. Eight five. In addition to my research paper, I'm going to write for Austin from earlier that he was talking about, which is what? with the stat. You know, for me, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The last I've got homework. I want the first quarter <laughs> scoring stats of Donovan Mitchell <laughs> for the last four years. Yeah. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) 855-340-Zone. Chris is next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Sup? Sup? Hey, guys. Great show you got going. I had to call in because I've heard you guys calm so many jazz fans. I figured maybe you can calm this jazz fan down a little bit. I'm concerned. Um, The reason why I'm concerned is we shot 14% in one of the quarters, game one, pulled out a dub. Donovan played out his gourd. Uh, they pulled out a, a gutsy win in game two, but they were up, I think, 21 at one point in that game. So two tough games in Utah and now uh, get essentially blown out in L.A. And I've just heard a lot of people like saying stuff like, oh, we can give up the next game and we'll be fine. It's going to be a two out of three. Start. I just hope that the team doesn't have the level of urgency that the fans have. So that's the, the first point I wanted to make is that I hope the team is looking and seeing. We had two dog fights at home, and then we went to their place, and it wasn't wasn't really close. Uh, Kawhi and, and Paul George struggled in game one and two. They played more like they're going to play the rest of the way, in my opinion. And then the, the last thing that maybe you guys can talk about after I hang up is uh, when does the conversation come up about Conley possibly being damaged goods at this point? Like the, the hamstring's just been a thing for so long, and – when he re-injures it, he's out for a week or two at a time, and obviously he'd play if he could. <clears throat> excuse me, he'd play if he could in these playoffs. But um, moving forward, you know, next year and all that stuff, do we want want someone that we can't depend on like that? Thanks for the questions, Chris. Amanda, before you answer, I want to get—I uh, almost called you Kyle. What? It, it's a long story. Long. It, yeah. He's not Kyle, what? but uh, Alex okay. Lindberg. I want to get your reaction. <laughs> Uh, to what uh, uh, Chris was just saying, not about Mike Conley and damaged goods, we'll get to that in a minute, but about the urgency. You follow, you hear Locke on and off air, Ron Boone as well. You follow Twitter during the game. Do you feel that the Utah Jazz are lacking the right kind of urgency right now? Because I certainly don't. I don't think that Donovan is the kind of person that has ever lacked urgency in any sort of competitive scenario. Um, and I did say this earlier on the Saturday show, uh, you know, I felt like this was going to be a loss. 12 to two every Saturday, 12 to two every Saturday plug for me now. Um, (laughs) but I said that this was a must win game for the Clippers and it wasn't for the jazz. Okay. And that's not to say that the jazz were like, oh, we can take this game off. They're not going into this game with the intention of losing, you know, or even, you know, what I told Jake Hatch on the Saturday show. Uh, as Every follows, Saturday from 12 to 2. <laughs> as he follows a lot of soccer. Uh, he has said in the past that soccer teams on the road go with the intent to tie. Because a win, you get three points. A tie, you get one point. A loss, you get no points. And so they go on the road to try to get the one. That's not how basketball works, obviously. Oh, I'm sorry. And I have a visceral reaction to soccer plans of looking to tie. Right. 
And so what this a loser is, mentality. Oh my gosh. I and wish everybody could just see Austin like exactly. why are we playing putting the game his fists in the air. Well, oh and that's gosh. that's Let's the point I'm bringing. Sing songs at the beach with guitars. That's the point I'm bringing up though is that the Jazz don't have that LA. mentality. They're going right. to go and they're going to try to win, obviously, but they they just kind of, like they don't have the lack of urgency that the fans you know may be perceived to have. But that doesn't mean that they are measuring up to the level of urgency that the Clippers have because the Clippers have their backs against the wall. And that's when superstars like Kawhi are the most dangerous. We saw that in Dallas. Yep. Uh, that's that's why the Clippers are here instead of the Mavericks, mm. because the Clippers found themselves with their backs against the wall and they responded because. I mean, Kawhi's a superstar. He's been, you know, he's won championships with two different organizations and been a finals MVP in those well, organizations. Both organizations yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's not something that you can discount and say, oh, it's the Jazz lacking anything because to do so is a disservice to Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. Um, he's going to torch you. He's going to. It's just, like You can slow him down for a game or two. You're not going to stop him for four consecutive games. Especially when his back is against the wall. Totally. I mean, you look at closeout games or close to closeout games like tonight, being down 2-0 versus 3-0. His back is going to – I bet his stats are through the moon, to the moon and back in those kind of situations, Amanda. But that's that superstar mentality, right? That's like what you were saying. If you lose, you're done. It's not, okay, we've got like a couple days off. Like, No, you've got the whole summer off. <laughs> like if you lose, you're done and no – star like no professional athlete no high level athlete goes into a game like we're gonna lose this one better just (laughs) do our best let's do our best no they go out there they're like we're winning this game that's what makes sports so fun is because they're so competitive there there are some i believe that do have that mentality oh my gosh i don't want to say who carlos boozer oh (laughs) Uh, he'd had that all the time where he'd look at the calendar and go yeah well that's a loss i don't care about that one do our best but there's no one on have fun (laughs) but there's no one on this jazz team i think that has that no no and especially when you talk about like or the clippers i was just gonna say that i don't think that on either team at this point in the playoffs anyone's like let's try no they both believe that they will win the series That's why they're here. Yes. And then finally, and then we'll get out to Bronco, uh, Mike Conley being damaged goods, that's a conversation to have when the season's over, when you're talking about possibly bringing him back or not. And that's a conversation for us to throw around on 1280 The Zone all day long every day and (laughs) to hear from you there. And, and, uh, yeah, big show every day from 2 to 7, the EP podcast. Check it out. Uh, uh, So we'll have that conversation at the right time. Right now is not the right time because the Jazz are in the semifinals of the Western Conference. They then hopefully will play in the Western Conference Finals and then hopefully the NBA Finals. And when all those games are done, then you take a week and then you talk about Mike Conley. Is it worth paying him what he's going to get on the open market, which is in some cases there's teams that have and will give him $40 million. Is it worth paying that big tax that they're going to get uh, if they bring him back. I don't know, but that's not for today. Yeah, not for today. 
the other question is if he doesn't come back, who who replaces that spot? Yep. Not for today, but like those are the also like questions that you have to consider. I'll tell you this, if the Jazz don't win the finals this year, you bring them back at whatever it costs. If they win the finals, then you, we can discuss maybe you, you move on because you got that championship and it's not worth paying him $40 million to chase a championship. But we'll see. We'll not see. my money. We'll see. I like to pretend it's my money, <laughs> but it's Ryan Smith's money, and he'll do what he wants to do with it, and that's fine. As long as he keeps paying me, I'm happy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. Before we take a break, Bronco is back on the show. Hi, Bronco. What are your uh, thoughts after hey, uh, game three? Got quite a few, actually. Um, I've, I like the show. Um, first of all, I've never played uh, competitive sports. At all? However, None? Zero? Uh, but basketball. Basketball. Oh, okay, gotcha. However, however, I have played uh, with the torn meniscus and patella band, a torn labrum in my hip for quite a few, quite a few years. So I will agree, players do know uh, whether they can go or not. Um, so sometimes for me, uh, the pain, uh, I mean, the pain tolerance is there. I've been through pain for quite some time. Um, sometimes the endorphins, you know, uh, loosening up the, the uh, injury uh, really, really helps. Uh, I haven't played in a, in a few years now, but... I uh, I know that when I do play, uh, I feel a lot better than when I don't. Um, second of all, I don't. We we played some of the worst uh, basketball tonight. Uh, lots of our fans are giving up uh, on the Jazz. They gave up uh, against Memphis. Now they're giving. Now they're trying to throw on the towel here. Um, I I honestly don't think Paul George and Kawhi are all that. I I think. Uh, that when we have a team uh, effort, then we will win the game. Thanks for the call, and Bronco. Oh, sorry. So that's sorry, about girl. all I have to say. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And good luck with the hip. That sucks. Yeah. Injuries that's are terrible. not fun. Like, regardless like, of the severity. But I like what he said. He feels better when he does play versus when he doesn't play. I kind of get that. I do, too. Like, the pain was worth it because you had the experience of playing. There's just something. Sounds like a non-soccer player. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's your problem with soccer? Why do we have sports? What's the point of sports, Amanda? Is this a trick question? No, it's not a trick question. What, in your, what's your, why do we play I sports? I mean, I would say that they're, you know, to learn, to work as a team, to learn about yourself, to win. To win. And, all these other things. and to lose. And to lose. Yeah. I think because that's you teach learn you a lot. lot from failure. Fa- failure is the best teacher. Definitely. Um, but soccer walks in and just spits in that eye of, co- of competition and says, eh. And hockey does it and football does it. Hockey fixed it. Football, the NFL still does it. Ties are for church. <laughs> Not sports. Okay, you just hate the tie. I got it. It's ridiculous. I get it now. It took a minute to get there. Sports were invented. took a second. By someone saying, this is my land, and the other person saying, no, it's my land. So then they strip naked, 
and they oiled up and they wrestled and whoever won won the land. There was no tie. That's what sports that's how sports began. I don't even know. And then soccer rolls in here with their uh, you blow on their eyelash and oh my gosh, it's like the lock sound of getting shot with the t-shirt cannon. It's a t-shirt. It's an eyelash. Buck up, buttercup. This is sports. Rub some dirt on it. You win or you lose. You don't tie. Actually, they everyone do loses in tie. Everyone loses if there's a tie. <laughs> everyone loses. Take that, Jake Hatch. Okay. So there's my soccer rant. Stupid. What a waste of time. Oh gosh. Ties. Still got, we got. We like. I started something. I asked a question. That's on me. Did, even in your science fair elementary days, <laughs> there was a winner and a loser. There was no ties. I will say I'm willing to forgive soccer and their ties because it produced Ted Lasso. (laughs) And for that alone, I I can forgive anything. (laughs) Have you watched that? No, I don't have Apple TV. Me either. But, like, Alex could give us his Apple TV info. Well, I don't have Apple TV either. How do you watch it? Never mind. I I have some alternative means. Uh Interesting. Yo-ho-ho. Oh, my gosh. Avast the seas of the internet. (laughs) All right, we'll take a break. Come back on the other side with our yeah buts. And since it was a loss, it's a positive yeah buts. Is that a game? What? No, the yeah but segment. Remember, you and Johnny like to, the Jazz were winning games. And oh you my guys would open the gosh. show with, yeah, they won, but they had oh, gosh. five missed free throws. <laughs> so we've now adopted it, and the second segment is it's the, the yeah, yeah but segment. Okay, I got it now. But since the first segment tonight was negative because it was a loss, we're going to give you the yeah, but positives <laughs> on the other side. She's Amanda Smith. I'm Austin Horton here with Alex Lundberg. Jazz playoff overtime, 855-340-ZONE. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Jazz Playoff Overtime. I'm Austin Horton here with Amanda Smith and Alex Lundberg. Jazz lose game three, 132 to 106. They are still up two games to one in the best of seven series in the Western Conference semifinals against the LA Clippers. Game four, eight o'clock, Monday night. It was nice to have an earlier game tonight, Amanda. It felt so weird because now that like it's getting to that point of the summer here where the sun is out so long, it was like... I think the clock was 8.41 when I looked at it, and there was, you know, a little bit of time left in the game. I was like, wow, it's almost 9 p.m. I feel like it's 5 p.m. Yeah. Usually we're getting to the second quarter at 9 (laughs) p.m. Honestly, I'm like, this is so weird. It just felt weird. It was nice, but uh, nice. back to hell on Monday. (laughs) Not really (laughs) hell. It's sports. We're, We're not really doing hard work here. I mean. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. We deserve raises. (laughs) 855-340-ZONE. We'll get to our yeah buts here in a moment, but the phone calls are still rolling in. Yay. Gary has some thoughts as the Jazz lose. Gary, welcome to the show. Hi, Gary. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for calling. I enjoy it. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone could expect Paul George to have a dog of a game tonight. Uh, his legacy was on the line, and I think his ability to call himself playoff George, P. George, was in jeopardy. He had to come out and show some tenacity, and he did. And Kwame couldn't expect anything Kawhi. less. Kawhi, Gary, Kawhi. Kawhi, sorry. Kawhi, thank you. Um, he couldn't expect anything less than to show up and play tonight, too. So the point I'm making is you got two people with their reputations on the line. They're going to show up dogged. They're going to show up doing things they haven't done yet. Well, the, in Kwame's Kawhi. case, he's done it a lot before. Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. He's done it a lot before. But in any case, the Jazz, in my opinion, still have the better team. And as a result, I think we're fine. We could expect this. We probably should have expected this. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, everybody shows up in Game Four with, uh, you know, capability of doing what they can do. And uh, that's Donovan. Hopefully, his ankle injury is okay or well enough to play on it. And hopefully, we get Mike Connolly back. But anyway. Those are my observations. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for listening, and thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks for calling. Kawhi. Kwame. That's Kwame Brown, who, by the way, has an amazing podcast. Have you been listening to Kwame Brown's podcast? Oh, what's it called? Why don't you plug that one? I don't know what it's called. You're, like, doing a thing tonight. uh, Let's see. Kwame Brown's podcast. It's called... It's on YouTube, uh, and it's called uh, the, 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 the All the Smoke Podcast. Oh, I haven't listened to it, but I've heard of it. It's phenomenal. He gets into some some uh, interesting topics. But anyway, Kawhi Leonard is the guy. Uh, and Paul George. And I, I, to, to Gary, uh, we, we agree with you. We said that Kawhi Leonard and, to an extent, Paul George, when their backs are against the wall, they're going to show up. And that was the case tonight. Not really Paul George, but Kawhi Leonard for sure. Right. I don't know... That it's because they felt like they had something to prove, more so that, like, that's the expectation. And, like you said, must win game because you can't go down 3 0. I don't think a team's ever come back from 3 0. No, there has not been. There's been 3 1, but not 3 0 in yeah. the NBA. You can't go down 3 0. It, it, it's not. It's not good. Um, And so I'm not surprised that they had the games that they did. That was kind of my expectation for them heading into this one. The problem for me that you mentioned earlier, um, Austin, is like Reggie Jackson scoring 17 again. Mm -hmm. Or scoring 17. Yeah. uh, And then... Uh, you know, Batum scoring 17 too. Like, those are guys that shouldn't be putting up those kind of numbers. Yeah. And if they are, then you deserve to lose. Like, that's for me, like, it was like, 
the defense was off, but the 19 threes that Utah hit kept them afloat in the game. 855-340-ZONE. Kyle is next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hi, Kyle. I am very happy to be joining your show. I am a Lakers fan since 1986, so it has nothing to do with LeBron. (laughs) And I absolutely absolutely love watching the Jazz. It's weird because I hear people and they sound scared, you know, if the Lakers have LeBron, if this guy's healthy, if this guy's healthy – the Jazz have such a good team. That's what I can't stand about being a Lakers fan. We don't have a team. We have two really expensive guys, and if anything happens to them, we're done. Same and with the, the Clippers. That, Same with the Clippers, That's how right? Austin yeah. feels. We were talking about that earlier. And see, the thing that I'm thinking is, ask any Jazz fan at the end of the game one against Memphis, would you sign up for a 2-1 lead in L.A. after game one when you just lost to Memphis, every Jazz fan would sign up for that. And after they win this series, they're looking at having to get past the sun to play for a championship. Man, I think the Jazz are completely on their way. I think people need to stop being so scared that the sky is falling. You're up 2-1, not down 2-1. And you guys have a wonderful team. And if Conley comes back, nobody's going to stop you guys. You guys will wipe out the net, no problem. Good points, Kyle. That's I think a lot of Jazz fans need yeah. to take those words to heart tonight because it's just a game, and you're still up 2-1 in a series where all you have to do is win your home games. I just want to, like, reiterate, and I don't know, maybe if there's another caller, they can say what they think. You, no, no pressure, you don't have to. Um, but, like, did, did everyone really think that the Clippers were going to get swept? I I sure didn't. No, not against the Jazz. Right. Yeah. Like, Maybe against the Nets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a whole other topic. But, like, did everyone really think that in this series the Clippers were going to get swept? I can't see a scenario where that happens i do think that everybody kind of reasonably expected a loss i think that those who the sky is falling for it's more of how the jazz lost tonight yeah than that they lost um so you know like i can kind of understand it i do think that it's overreacting in a lot of cases uh because you know there are a lot of positive yeah buts in this game um, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's is that the segment we're in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some positive yeah buts, Alex? Well, I mean, if you look at just the, I mean, the bench did not play the way that the bench usually plays. Which that point was brought up earlier. George Niang had more turnovers than baskets. Ugh. That is not something like, I, you know, that is an anomaly if we look at the, the course of the entire season. And yet he still had two assists. Yeah. Interesting. And so, you know, there's a lot of things where it's like, yeah, they lost. But if they play their regular game, if they play just their average, I mean, I think it's Ron Boone that always says everything comes back to the back of the basketball card. Mm-hmm. So when you have a down night like this, 
it's going to get better because you always end up averaging out. Good point. Yep, that's definitely a positive is that uh, when you have a, a, a bad game that's not like you, then you can almost rinse it out and mm-hmm. say, yeah, that happens. But you can't all completely rinse it or it might happen again. Right, Amanda? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, like, this is the most important time. Like this moment, this game, like this is we, the moment. <laughs> but when we talk about like, you know, win or go home, like this is it, okay? And I think that, especially on the Jazz, they're very much aware of that. I don't think that they're concerned. They don't look concerned. If they are, then they're not a real contender. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if you, it's kind of what I said earlier. Each of these teams, no doubt in my mind, they both believe that they're going to win because I think that that's the kind of players that they have on their teams. If you don't think that, like, what, huh? Yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that that's the mindset at all. Here's a, a yeah, but for me, and then we'll get out to Oscar. Uh, the Jazz lost 132-106. Donovan Mitchell didn't score in the first quarter. Yeah. But he still ended up with 30 points Yeah, against a, a defense that their only goal was to keep him from scoring 30 points. And he still scored 30 points. And he didn't even play the full fourth. So that's a yeah, but for me right there. That's like he had 26 in the second. Wow. And that was with him being double teamed yep. any time he touched the ball. Oh, sorry. Maybe it was. So, no, that was the whole team. He had 16 in the second. 16 like, points in the second quarter. 16 yeah. and then 10 in the third. Yeah. And then no. four in the fourth. That would be 40 points. 10 in the third. 16 in 16 the second. 16 in the second. And four in the fourth. Four in the fourth. There we go. Is that what I said? You said 26. To start. And oh, then gotcha. I said that was the whole team. Gotcha. My bad. My filters. Doing math filters, on guys. Yeah, you know, like I'm trying to do quick math. I admitted earlier, it's not my strong point. So, so yeah, he had that many points, but it wasn't as many as you said. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys. You guys. All right. Speaking of uh, math, uh, never mind. I don't know what I was trying to say there. Oscar, just go. What What are your thoughts, buddy? <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, to your guys' point, um, that was like the har- hardest defense I've seen the Clippers perform all all playoffs. They were going crazy on double teams, and they were doing everything they could to just stop us. And that, I, I don't know. I think we played a pretty good game other than the stops. If we can play harder defense, we'll be fine. And you guys also made a good point that um, it, it, the Clippers needed to win that more than we needed to win that. Um, they didn't want to go down 3-0, obviously. So I think that's why they went really hard. So I, I think we're totally fine here. I'm not concerned at all. Championship team, like you said, is, has a mentality of bulldozing through, and I think we'll do that. Um that's all the jazz points I had, but I did want to just squeeze in a little point here about soccer. <laughs> Austin's um, favorite subject. Yep. The the point you get for a draw, I think, makes it interesting if you watch European soccer. 
Oh no, he put his face in his hands. Oscar! <laughs> oh no. And you can't say that it came here and spit on everything because soccer's been around for way longer than any American sport. Not wrestling. But, Which is um, where sports were invented. For fighting over do, land. Yeah, well... um. I just think it's classic to have the draw. It makes it a little bit more interesting. Other than the finals, there is no draws in the playoffs or finals in soccer. It's either win or go to go to penalties. So in the in the regular season, it makes it interesting. Um, but I think okay. you should put a little more respect on soccer because it is. One more point: it is the only major championship we have in Salt Lake City. So yeah, that's that word "major" is funny, but yeah. Okay, thanks, Oscar. <laughs> Major, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like ugh, I'm from Chicago. You're what? I'm from Chicago. And there's just there's like there's so much, so much going on. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Am I? Are we confused? Are we talking about two different things? I think so. Past midnight, we're all just. Oh, it is past midnight. Wow. When did that happen? Well, Oscar, you can uh, like soccer and its ties, and I can dislike soccer and its ties, and that's fine. I love, and I'll say this to put Oscar's mind at ease: there are few things I enjoy more than World Cup action. I love the World Cup. I love the U.S. Women's National Team. That's why I love the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mean, we can all agree on that. Uh, they, yeah. I, in fact, uh, they might be my favorite national sport to watch, period, the women's soccer. Yeah. Because uh, they're just so incredible. But when the men play in the World Cup, I watch that too. But I watch the whole World Cup, not just the U.S. Uh, and pool play, there's ties, but after that, there's no ties, and I guess that's why I like it. I um I don't know. I got a soccer story since we're on soccer. I did a study abroad in Spain, and so I went to a Real Madrid game. Um, and that was, like, such a fun, cool experience. If you ever have the opportunity to, to go overseas and to go to a sporting event in another country, it was incredible. Um, and I, I kind of, like— Would you buy season tickets? To soccer? Yeah. Personally, I don't know enough about it in this moment. I'm not like an, a soccer expert. Like you had that experience that one time. If you moved there, would you buy season Ooh, tickets? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I think that soccer is like, maybe. Actually, I'll really? say yes. Because I, I look yeah. at it kind of like Disneyland. <laughs> you go, but do you really need season tickets? What would you get season tickets to? The NBA, for sure. Um, not Major League Baseball. Too many but you games. you love baseball. I do. Too many games. 162 games? What if you did that games? thing that people do where they go to every baseball stadium in the country? Would you uh, do something like that? That would be fun, yeah, but I'm not buying season tickets. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but now I'm just, like, planning out something you can do for fun. Um, NFL season <laughs> tickets for sure, but uh, not soccer. I would definitely get WNBA season tickets. Would you? For sure. You weren't. We had the we had a WNBA team here. Yeah. The Stars. Uh-huh. I went to a lot of their games. They were fun. I know. I um. I wish they hadn't been Stars with double Z. That was dumb. But whatever. I didn't even know that at first. That yeah. it was the Z's. Yeah. I had to like see it. There was a time 
there was a time in our state's uh, sports fandom where or in sports world where we fell in love with the double Z. Really? We, there was the freeze. There was uh, the something else. <laughs> the buzz. The buzz, yeah. And so then they got the stars. There's and it was a nod to the ABA days, but they put the double Z on it. And that's why I like the SLC stars now. Is It's more true to the name. But anyway, uh, Margot Dedeck, may she rest in peace. She came to my elementary school and taught us all how to play basketball better. It was fun. It was good. The one game that you were good at, isn't that what you said earlier? The one day I played good basketball. Right. (laughs) 855-340-ZONE. Jim, hold tight. Jake is up next. Hi, Jake. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good. Uh, Talking basketball, talking jazz, and uh, as a fan and watching this team throughout the years and watching the Quinn Snyder version of this team, I think we're okay. Like, after a loss, that's where I kind of feel like they're at their best sometimes. Say it again. Uh, Quinn Snyder teams after a loss. I think that's when they they he he does his best. I think that's when the Jazz can can gotcha. be at their best. Is I have learned that after the adjustments come, that that is when the team can. I'm not I'm not I'm I'm okay with this loss. The last time we lost, we won seven, six straight playoff games. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's you see that in the regular season uh, stretches too, where the Jazz will win nine games, lose, and then win three again. Uh, that's Absolutely. a really good point. Really good point, Jake. And and we haven't lost three games all year in a row. Wow, I didn't realize that. Is that true? And and to me, I'm almost. I swear, I've looked at it a bunch of times, and I think that's like a being an NBA fan. That's I'll like a. Championship big deal to not lose three games in a row throughout a year, and other Jazz teams did that. And this team, I think it was like important for them not to do that. A quick glance, Jake, you are right. The Jazz have not lost yeah. three games in a row all year. Trust your instincts. So I, I, you knew that. I think I think we're fine. I think uh, I think we'll be fine. And I think uh, let's take the Quinn's Ted Lasso. <laughs> Believe energy, and uh, we'll be fine. Has everyone seen Ted Lasso besides you and I, Austin? Yep, we're the last. I'm, like, so sad. <laughs> uh, Quinn mentions it in his press conferences, for crying out loud. Everybody yeah, has seen it. You gotta so do, do your homework, you two. Thank you, Oh, my Jake. gosh. Do you have I an got Apple so TV? much homework. Jake, do you have Apple TV, and what is the password? <laughs> it's, it's, five, it's five bucks a month. Oh, well. I know you watch all those movies, Austin. You got it. Uh, well, I've got I've got a two year old and a Disney crazy wife. I have Disney to pay Plus? for Disney Plus. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, oh man, well, there you go. You'll fit it in. You'll fit it in, and uh, you'll see that uh, this team's special. I think there's. I, I, I really. It's it's hard being a Jazz fan and an NBA fan because you watch this team, and if you're removed from the fandom, you're like they're winning it. This is everything I see is like they're so connected. They're winning it all. And then, and then being the fan and, and you all that self, everything comes in. But I don't know. I, I still think that we should wait until we see worse than them losing after winning six straight. And, and that's, that's a good team. And those are good players on the other side. Hey, Jake, before I let you go, four ninety nine a month for Apple TV. I don't have to have an Apple product to watch that on, do I? 
No, no, no. You can watch that on anything. Well, really? Jake, you, 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 you could be a salesman a for Apple because I think I might be signing up. I don't know why. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, under... I, I don't want to be. I'm calling you from an Android phone, so I'm not going to be a salesman <laughs> for Apple. Yeah, okay, because it would be my one and only Apple uh, money I've ever given to Apple. You don't have, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm an, an Android till an I iPhone. die. <laughs> Me and Jake, ride or die Android, and Alex. Yeah, and and anti soccer oh also. Gosh. We got a lot here that we're rolling See? with. See, we are anti-communism here, what? Jake and I. Yeah. <laughs> what is I love happening? It. All right, Jake, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Speaking and the of, advice, though, yeah. but like, I don't know. Huh? That changes things. For some reason, I that thought we're that anti-communism? you... anti-communism? No, that I... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it's, I thought you had to have an I'm Apple TV to watch Ted Lasso. I don't know. Maybe they have it's... A, they had advertised that more, huh? Yeah, I, I don't know why thing. I thought that. Well, I th- but I don't have an Apple TV. It's I, I think it's like confusing in their product naming because they do have the device that's an Apple TV. Yeah. Yes. And then their service, I think, is called Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. so it makes it sound like it's an extension of that device. Uh, it's, but it's, it's like not. it's a streaming service. It's like New York City, New York. It's like, wait a second. Are you in New York or are you in New York City, New York? That's a good point. I like that. Or the Washington football team, which until I was like 11, I thought was in the state of Washington. So, naming. Yeah. Be careful. Don't name your kid Battery. Battery. That's a joke from a guy that's been canceled. 855-340-ZONE. I'm so confused. You've lost it. Let's get out to Jim. He won't confuse us. Hi, Jim. Guys, if you buy an Apple device, you get a free year of Apple <laughs> TV+. Plus. Wow. So, Is that real? So there you go. Yes, what? it's true. Thank you for that. So, go, so that, that'll solve that problem. And then AFC Richmond... I think is the name of the team will become your favorite fake sports team ever. What is and, their uh, mascot? The Greyhounds. The Greyhounds, like, like, like the bus? Yeah, it's a dog. Okay. Yeah. Right. I like awesome. that you said it's... bus and he said Greyhound. <laughs> like the dog. Or sorry, he you said like that's the bus and he said like, like the dog. That's weird that I said like the bus. Yeah, that that's where your mind went. Wow. Was to the bus. Which their logo is, of they, course, a Greyhound right, dog. There are yeah. Greyhound buses, but it, I'm, that's interesting. That By the way, there. maybe the ugliest dog ever, Greyhound. Really? Yeah, oh, I don't like how you see like thing. you see like their no. their sinew going no, from their them. rib cage to their leg is kind of gross. But uh, well, Jim, we're <laughs> off in the weeds here. Sorry, buddy. What do you have to say about the Jazz? It's all good. It's all good. I, I, obviously, the Jazz are an outstanding team when they've got a healthy Mike Conley in the lineup as well. And so hopefully that happens. But I, I want to know how where your concern level is at. This is like three games in a row that Donovan's limping. And, of course, he comes back, he plays, he's producing. But, every, like, by the end of every game, it almost seems like, oh, that's it. That's the injury. He's done. Uh, can he withstand I mean, the Jazz have to win ten more games if they're going to get a championship, right? Can he withstand that? I, I'm just curious to know what your uh, concern level, if any, is at with him. Amanda, are you concerned about Mike Conley? No. Donovan. Oh, Donovan. I'm sorry. Uh, well. Well, okay. If this kind of circles back to what I was talking about earlier, we're like, if he's, let's just, I'm just throwing this number out there. Let's say he's feeling 90%, even 80%, even 70. I would <laughs> rather have him out there than not if he cannot play 
right? Like, you cannot play. You physically cannot do it. Yes, then I'm concerned. And, you know, he said, he did say after the game that uh, even if he's not 100%, as long as it doesn't get worse, he'll play. So that's a good thing, I guess. Yep, it is. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for the call. Thanks. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think that I would say it, again, I said it earlier, if Donovan Mitchell's playing hurt and it's hurting the team, then don't play. If he's playing hurt and he's helping the team and they're still losing, keep playing. Yeah. Because you're not hurting the team. You're not causing the loss. Uh, it's it's. I can't think of an example off the top of my head immediately uh, of a situation where a player decided to play hurt and it cost his team, but I know it's happened. And if it gets to that point, then Donovan, it's on Donovan to say, I'm in the way. And right now he's not. The Jazz right. didn't lose tonight because Donovan is playing hurt. No, he still had 30 points, but like to, said. But to Jim's question, does it concern me about games in the future? Yeah, Definitely. it absolutely does. But you, you just got to take it a game at a time, as cliche as that is. And, like, I also think you know what he is to the team, and his teammates know that. They know that having him is better than not having him. Let's say he can't play. Once again, I don't think the approach to the game is, oh my gosh, Donovan's not playing, we're going to lose. Like, no, you know what he adds to the team. You're better when he's available. Yeah. But the approach isn't, Donovan's playing, we're losing this series. <laughs> right. Right. Like, he's no. hurt. He He's hurt, it's over. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. that's just not something I... If he's hurt and not playing, then we can talk about that. Because <laughs> they lost to the Grizzlies, which they should never have lost to the Grizzlies. But, like, yeah. So, we'll just, oh, gosh, it's like what we were saying earlier, right? Like, we just have to see what happens come Monday, especially. What is that song that just popped in my head with the words, come Monday? Um. Oh, it's a Keith Urban song. Oh, how's it go? And if it's raining on Sunday, storming like crazy, afternoon, and whatever comes Monday, can take care of itself, cause we got better things we can do if it's raining on Sunday. That is, that's without a drop of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Ever, for the record. <laughs> All right, uh, before we uh, wrap up, let's get to our fantasy scoring update of the evening. Remember last time as Johnny, I did so good. You are Johnny again. That's me. Now, Johnny won the first round by a lot. Wait, who am I? You're you. Okay. Not Kyle. Alex. <laughs> and I'll be me, sadly. Do I have to be me? Yes, I do. That was a joke. I like being me. All right. Uh, yes. Austin. Love team, that. Team Austin, Team Johnny, Team Alex, Team Johnny slash Team Amanda at this point. But you didn't have a say That's in fine. who he picked. I'll just be on Team Johnny. All right. All right. Well, he went third this round. No, Alex I want to be on Team Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, game one, <laughs> Team uh, Austin won. Team Alex came in second, and Team Johnny came in third. Game two, 
or yeah, that was game two. Game three tonight, I ended up with seventy four points. Team Johnny had sixty six, and the winner of game three, wow, with one hundred fantasy points, is Team Lundy. Flex Team Alex. On them. So the running totals come to for the series. I'm up one eighty seven to one seventy one on Alex to one thirty two on Johnny. So 187, 171, 132. That's oh, the man. that's the series score. Johnny, you're way behind, dude. The season score, the postseason score is Johnny 692, Austin 564. Johnny, we're great, man. Alex 462. <laughs> so, uh, Alex and I still have a road uh, ahead of us, but the gaps are closing. And that'll help when Kawhi Leonard's on your team, right, Lundy? Oh, for sure. You got 49 from Kawhi. 20 from Rudy, 16 from Clarkson, and then 6, 2, and 7 from Kennard, Favors, and Beverly. I got 16 from Mitchell and 18 from Jackson. Nicholas Batum gave me 24 points tonight. Amazing. That's not going to happen again in the series. He was my final pick, uh, second to last pick, in fact. So anyway, and Johnny's team didn't do well at all, Uh, although Paul George had a pretty good night. All right, that's going to do it. That's a wrap. We'll do this again another time. Yeah. Not sure when. No, I just, you so know, see, whenever jazz... Johnny can't be here, I just I'm, I just come on in. So the Jazz play Monday, Wednesday, Friday if necessary, correct? And then it would be Sunday if necessary. So mm-hmm. we will uh, we'll see you at some point, I assume. I'll see, I'll see you when I see you. I'll, okay. All right. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll like it. All right. Four. Robin, Jordan, Adam, Casey, Steve, Dave, Clay, Chris, Bronco, Gary, Kyle, Oscar, Jake, and Jim, as well as Amanda Smith and Alex Lundberg. I'm Austin Horton. It's been Jazz Playoff Overtime. Two games to one. The Jazz still have the series lead after losing game three. Game four comes your way, 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock tip-off on Monday here on The Zone. Final thoughts? Don't panic. Don't panic. You're fine. You're fine or you're fine? Y O U apostrophe R E. Fine. Uh, The Jazz are fine. Alex, final thoughts? To quote Aaron Rodgers. Goodness. R E L A X. R E L A X. Well, I liked that. That was cool. Oh, man. That was cool. And to quote Rudy Gobert, hashtag we'll be fine. See, it all comes together. That was a good moment, guys. Good work, team. Good job, everybody. <laughs> all right, enjoy enjoy your Sunday. We'll see you on Monday right here on The Zone.